Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. He said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a blessing to see you all here this day. We're a little bit smaller than last week. The second Sunday of Easter is always a bit of a remarkable moment for me because as the rest of the world, it seems, moves on, we regather again and we say, Happy Easter, strange people that we are. The strangeness begins in today's reading from John when the disciples are gathered in a house together in a room where the doors are shut and locked for fear of the authorities, for fear perhaps of the temple authorities coming, perhaps of the Romans coming. In that one verse, John seems to capture a primordial memory of some of our earliest spiritual ancestors late in the first century who were trying to keep their little communities together in the face of radical persecution, 
sometimes at the hand of the Romans, sometimes much more local. Some, some Christian communities were in profound conflict with the local Jewish synagogues. Others were in conflict with other religious authorities on the ground. And others wondered when the Roman soldiers would show up and knock at the door and haul some of their members away. It's into the midst of that fear, John says, that the risen Christ appears among them mysteriously and unexpectedly and says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Today, our Orthodox sisters and brothers are celebrating Easter. Some of you may not know why, but it has to do with calendars, which means it's something I specialize in because I'm really nerdy about calendars. But. but the lesson that we're seeing about Eastertide is right there in the headlines today when you know, the president of Ukraine, who is not Christian, he's Jewish, is able to see the Easter celebrations on the ground in his country for what they are, in defiance sometimes of the threat of missiles and bombs and an encroaching army. And he says, life conquers death. Doesn't get much simpler than that, does it? And today's lessons are all about witnessing to that reality. Some people call this Sunday Doubting Thomas Sunday. I always feel sorry for Thomas. He gets a bit of a bad rap, actually. Thomas has the temerity to articulate what many of us are thinking and feeling. But Thomas is a seeker. He is someone who wants to understand, and he is looking he is looking for the signs of resurrection, which may be the point that John is driving at. As a people who believe in Easter and who show up even after the festivities seem to have wound down and the rest of the world has gone on its way, we too are like Thomas. We are seeking the signs of Easter so that we may bear witness, like Peter and the apostles, like those churches in Asia Minor, late in the first century that the book of Revelation is written to, who were suffering under persecution from the empire at the time. Communities no larger than ours, and probably in many respects much smaller and much more fragile than Church of Our Savior, living on the edge and yet they are being called to bear witness to the reality of the living God risen in their midst. It's a powerful teaching, and it is one that commends us to be like Thomas, to ask and to seek for what John calls our signs, signs of Easter. It's barely risen to the level of headlines, but did you know we've had more than average rainfall now for the year? You can see the signs of it right outside the door, right? Many of you who keep a garden know exactly what I mean. 
I had to mow the lawn yesterday. <laughs> or there was that little leaf on the sidewalk just after a night rain just a few days ago that caught my eye. It had caught a few raindrops in it. I got down on my knees, and Neville was like, what's going on? Aren't we supposed to go home so I can eat now? I got down on my knees and took a picture of it, a close-up. And it was so incredibly beautiful. It was as if the whole of the universe and all of life were contained in that little square inch right there on the sidewalk. The green and the detail of the leaf, the complexity of that life, and the water there nourishing it, right? For me, that was a sign of Easter. It was a sign of the renewal of life, the insistence of life. For even death itself is defeated. When Thomas asks to put his hands in the wounds of Jesus, I think John wants us to hear that what Thomas is doing is he is showing us a sign of what kind of God we have. We don't have a God that is out there somewhere else. We don't have a God that we often find ourselves believing in if we're not careful, and that's a God who sort of wound up the universe and walked away. We don't have a God who is sitting in judgment and keeping a book of accounts, marking those who are naughty or nice. I call that the Santa Claus God, but much more severe than that, right? We have a God who has moved through death with us and who bears our wounds, our suffering our disappointments, even our failures, and bears them not just as an intellectual exercise, but in the divine body itself, and yet rises again to new life, paving the way for us, a sign, a sign. But the other sign is right there, nestled in that story when Jesus first appears in John. He says, peace I give you. If you forgive the sins of others, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. John wants us to understand that one of the signs in our hearts of the Easter life and of the risen Christ at work in our midst is reconciliation, forgiveness, the power to put down all of the ways that we hold things against one another and the ways that we cultivate resentment and revenge in our own hearts and to embrace a new way of being in relationship. And not just with one another as human beings, but with the earth, with creation with ourselves, with our own bodies and all of their frailties, with every waking breath, to be living signs.
of the resurrected life in Christ. And it is when we embrace those signs and look for those signs that we could finally say, as Thomas did, my Lord and my God. This is the God who gives us life. This is the God who conquers death. This is the God who loves us into new being. That's hope. Hope for a world that needs that hope every day. Somebody said to me yesterday, where are we going? I thought for a minute, and I thought, and I said, have we ever known where we're going? I mean, really, how about you? Have you ever known exactly where you're going? The disciples weren't going anywhere when the risen Christ appeared to them. That's not the point. The point is that the risen Christ comes among us here and now. Not tomorrow, not even an hour from now, but right here, right now, in you, in me, in us, gathered together. That's good news. Hope for you to carry as an Easter people. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and a journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.